the Framecast. This is where we talk about our favorite show, The Nanny, and we are right in the middle of season three. We are talking about episodes 13, 14, and 15, and they are some unusual episodes, I would say. And, uh, and so I am film critic Rachel Wagner, and we have Larry's here. Hello. And Colleen is here. Hi, everyone. Yes. And so let's dive in and talk about it. We start with an offer she can't refuse. And I would say this is a pretty, pretty iconic episode. It's pretty well known. Uh, I think this one is played quite a bit on when they when they do reruns. You'll see this one uh, quite a bit. But basically, it's about Fran starts to date a guy from the mob. <laughs> Like a classic Italian, you know, there's a lot of Godfather jokes in this, uh, that kind of a thing. And Mr. Sheffield is super jealous. And so that's our main, main sort of plot. Uh, Larry, what do you think about this one overall? Uh, I thought it was okay. Yeah. It was, it was the middle episode for me. It wasn't my least favorite, but it wasn't my favorite of the three. Very good. Uh, Colleen, what'd you think? I agree with you on that. It was right in the middle for me. It wasn't mm-hmm. wasn't that great, but yeah. it was better than one of the others. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I absolutely <laughs> love the last episode we we're going to talk about. So this one wasn't my favorite, but I still think it has some fun stuff. Is it your least favorite or middle for you? I don't know. The other one's so weird. I feel like I can't even like, kind of rank it very Ra- well. Spoiler alert. Rachel's going to be much nicer <laughs> on the next episode, I think, than the other two of us. I appreciate them <laughs> taking it, taking it, doing something different. But, um, but anyway, and <clears throat> so she, uh, she meets Fran meets uh, the father of Gracie's friend, Frankie. And he is named Tony, and uh, he he immediately wants to send her beef because <laughs> this is a mobster thing, evidently. Uh, and uh, and Francis, is this guy classy or what? <laughs> um, and this guy, it's kind of funny because the guy who played. Uh, Tony is named Burke Moses and he is a Broadway vet who had played Gaston in oh, Beauty and the Beast. What? Yeah. And so he, not in the movie, in the Broadway show. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they make some jokes in the movie, in the episode about go, having gone to see Beauty and the Beast. And that's kind of a, a thing. And so, yeah, the, the, uh, what do you think of Fran dating the uh, the mobster guy, <laughs> Tony? Sending her steaks. Uh, it was okay. I I think the the thing with this episode for me is that it was definitely a very broad stroke yeah, type of yeah. comedy episode. So it was very generic, of very over the top in, in the comedic beats. And when it gets a little bit too broad in the strokes, that's when uh, I get a bit lost. But um, the idea is is obviously fun, and you're right. It's a it's definitely a trope of like dating yeah. a mobster or you know something yeah. like that uh the the way that the guy spoke though was too, <laughs> too much it was too much i was like oh my gosh but you know 
it's poking fun, I yeah. think. Oh yeah. Would would you would you Colleen be excited about a guy said you steaks? No, because <laughs> I don't eat meat. Oh no. Oh yeah. Woo, I know. Even if I people here don't eat it, we would not spoon. But I it, but even, I still wouldn't be excited even if I did eat meat. That does not appeal to me. <laughs> My father was a butcher. Maybe that's why. Like we got uh, free meat maybe. all the time growing up. <laughs> I'd be a fan. Somebody can send me if you're listening. Send me, send me, send me beef. Send me steak. I'm a fan. Uh, so the the the, the B plot to this is that Brighton reads Maggie's diary, which is pretty rude of him, and then he decides he's going to make her his slave. Well, that so. was the other thing I think because I didn't like the B plot either. No, mm-hmm. like if I don't know. Anytime it's like slave stuff, I, I will admit I uh, I don't know if you all remember, but the episode where Hillary is the slave on Prince of Bel Air is mm-hmm. really funny. Um, and I think that one is just because they have like weird things that they have her do, like she's barking at the table um, because mm-hmm. she's enslaved to to both of them. But most of the time when we have these slave things, which is another pretty common trope among siblings, particularly in shows and sitcoms. I'm, yeah. uh, I don't know. It's always a little bit cringy for me. And this one was cringy to me. Mm hmm. Yeah, it wasn't my favorite, but uh, I do kind of like when Fran puts him in his uh, his place about it. <laughs> that was funny. And I do love <laughs> Niles and he says, you, you know, they make estrogen in a patch now. <laughs> oh, yeah. That yeah. Was funny. Yeah. That was there really was a funny. couple lines I liked in this. And I loved seeing Mr. Sheffield jealous. That's my favorite. I, I think love, so I love Cece coming out and being like, Niles told me to come and stand in front of Mr. Sheffield. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was one of the moments I loved. Yeah. Uh, and that, so Cece tells Whippy Goldberg that she can be replaced in a night with Whippy Goldberg. And so... Uh, and she says, well, Sandy Duncan played Valerie Harper for years. <laughs> me laugh. Uh, and i i just i love the whole like when, I, when you have a, me- a limo measuring contest. oh yeah that was like my favorite line of the, the yeah. show <laughs> yeah um so she goes out with tony and uh, she does look we'll talk about fashion but she looks gorgeous and he gives her a necklace and then she calls val and comes out and there's been some kind of massacre going on in the Italian restaurant. And uh, you see Tony there just hanging out. And it's all done very silly. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I mean, it's similar to like your mobster with, you know, some like it hot or, you know, these kind of yeah. kind of things, uh, guys and dolls, it's that kind of thing. Um, and there's some, uh godfather references and jokes and i mean particularly i i thought it was funny it's a little cringy but when there's the uh <laughs> the stuffed horse mm-hmm. in the in the, her bed she's like gracie why do you put this i mean i thought that was oh, funny the charity was funny. thing yeah, yeah. See, when when she wakes yeah. up and finds the, <laughs> the horse I in her head mm-hmm. that made me laugh 
I also thought it was a little bit funny when she says, I blame myself for giving you the home perm for Val. Oh, yeah. With like leaving the die on for four hours. Yeah. She's like, I wanted to watch the thorn birds. (laughs) (laughs) Which is so, I mean, that's so dates. That's so dated. Like, it's hilarious. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Now would probably be Downton Abbey or something like that. Right. Uh, and uh, and I liked when Tony says something going on between you and Pierce Brosnan here. Right. <laughs> that was good. And uh, so Tony ends up becoming Mandy Patinkin's understudy. And uh, um, I think is it Fran who says, "Don't chase men; find a way to make men chase you." Uh, Mr. Sheffield tells that to Fran, and then she's like, oh, okay. "Okay, I'll give it a try. Your new understudy is a monster." <laughs> yeah, <that's right. laughs> Yes. Uh, so I'd like to thank the uh, Instagram account, What Fran Wore, again, for helping a lot uh, in uh, in helping us with this fashion part. But she starts out with this, it's sort of a, a, like a snakeskin print, uh, spaghetti strap dress with a black turtleneck underneath, black nylons, and it's by the designer Cachet, as I found. And I thought it was pretty good. That's okay. Um, I don't know the 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 cut of the dress with the straps and the and the turtleneck didn't go great with me, right. but right, it was okay. Yeah, it was, it was okay. Yeah, and then she, I, they didn't have this one on the uh, Instagram, but it was a brown square print skirt uh, suit uh, with brown nylons. The matching shirt, which is a different, Mm -hmm. like it was literally matchy matchy from coat to shirt. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, I thought it was fine. It was kind of a Mm -hmm. weird. um, It was a little bit weird, but not too weird. Like we'll see in that third episode, there is a really weird one. But um, no, I'm like we always say. I I generally like her skirt suit. So yeah, I did. I like that one. I thought the brown tights were a little much, but but Mm -hmm. I did like the suit itself. Yeah. And so then we have the black cocktail Herve Leisure design. That's the designer dress that she wears to the uh, to the date, and that's a pretty iconic Fran look, I think. And oh, she looked gorgeous, Fran. Like my yeah. goodness. Uh, now this this is what you would expect when you think of like a revealing, like all the words they describe yeah. her. Because I was like, wow. I mean, I loved it. I thought she looked great. Um, yeah, that neckline was revealing, but not like too much. And then I loved her hair because she had it kind of. It was still big and like voluminous, but it it was kind of brushed to the one side. I I thought yeah. she looked great for her date. Yeah. She did. And her Leisure, I found out, is famous for doing, making the bandage dress, uh, which is, you see the layers and layers and layers of fabric. Oh. And uh, and so you can kind of see a little bit of that in that dress, the way that it was just so close to her f- figure. Yeah, and, they're so uh, form-fitting, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's also famous, uh, it's probably her most famous accessory, Fran, that heart Moschino purse that she has in this episode, <laughs> that she has on the day and things, which is very cute. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I found out on the uh, on What Fran uh, Wore Instagram that about the robes that she's always wearing, and there actually is a designer, it's called the Canyon Group Falling 
uh, Daisy's robe. If you look it up, you can still purchase them. Oh. If you would guess, oh, oh. How, how much do you think that robe costs? 500 Oh. Oh, <laughs> you're oh more than I. I. What do you I think? I, I mean, I was, uh, Colleen just threw me for a loop. I was going to say like 50 bucks. I don't know. I know. It's $100, $180. Oh, okay. okay, I was happy, but I, I was thinking in, in the that world was so... of, yeah, in the world of buying for television or movies, I feel like yeah. it's really fair any expense, so. That's why 180 bucks. Woo! Yeah, so, that. you know, any listeners, if you want us to do a robe adorned <laughs> episode, yeah. you know, now you know where to go. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and so then they, she ends on a, it's a striped red, blue, purple, kind of Southwest sort of look to it, I think, this it jacket. Kind of, it kind of looked Native, like, inspired, like Native American mm-hmm. inspired. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, and then a black turtleneck and a black skirt, and that is toddledum that jacket. I know, cousin so, Tuppy coming through. <laughs> we'll see and talk about him in a bit. Uh, so, what between one to ten would you give this one, Larry? I think I'm gonna go six. Okay, and Colleen. Mm, I guess six is reasonable. I'm going to get a seven. I thought it was funny. I enjoy it. Uh, So (laughs) um, then we have uh, the next one. Episode 14 is Oi to the World. And this is the animated Christmas special. And (laughs) this is going to be an interesting one to talk about because it's just so unique and different. And you know, I really enjoy an animated TV special. I mean, I love Christmas movies and I love Christmas specials. And I did get uh, our friend of the Hallmarkies podcast, Joanna Wilson, to uh, she's written a whole book on TV Christmas movies called Tis the Season. She's been on the Hallmarkies podcast twice. And so I asked her how she felt about this special. And she said, I love that the sitcom goes animated, a wonderful tribute to TV viewers' love for classic Christmas animated TV specials. And I also adore the Chester Speaks. <laughs> so oh. we have, yeah, so that's Joanna's opinion. Well, thank you, Joanna. Um, <laughs> thank you. And this is very different. It almost feels like we should, uh, I kind of, in retrospect, I was like, should we have just separated this out and done it? closer to christmas or something i I don't know never seen this so i thought i had at least at one point in time seen every single episode of the nanny before i can 100 percent tell you i have never seen this until we did this episode (laughs) i did see it i mean if i i feel like i would have remembered this you know that's why i'm pretty confident like i i they must not ever air this even at christmas time because i've never even knew they had this yeah i don't know if maybe because you have music and so maybe that makes it more tricky to air or what they did get pamela hayden uh, to come on to voice Chester, and she is famous for doing a bunch of voices for The Simpsons. Uh, she does uh, Ralphie Wiggum and a bunch of other voices. I think, yeah, she does a bunch of other voices for The Simpsons. And uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's its own unique thing. So again, I feel like it's almost 
it's just so different than the rest of the episodes. Uh, but at what least I it notice just I don't I don't know how many other sitcoms did an animated special like this for Christmas. Yeah, I'd have to ask Joanna. Like, does, do you know, Colleen? You're kind of, no. you're my go-to when it comes to, like, sitcom history, because well, I'm not sure. I don't. I mean, I can only think of series that had their own animated, like, version. Like, you know, like, I think the, I want to, like, the Jackson 5 had their own show. I mean, that's. Yeah, like, or, like, there's, like, um, there was, like, Fat Albert for his part, kind yeah. of spin off from the Cosby show. Yeah, or, like, I want to say the. the Brady Bunch or the Partridge family might have had something like this. Not a Christmas. Yeah. Maybe just, yeah, that's the only things I can think of. Um, well, what I notice is, I, I don't think people realize, and possibly Disney either, is the art of making an animated show and making it flow and making it work is very different from mm-hmm. live action. And this was just structured kind of the same as their live action format and for me it just didn't flow it felt really choppy and awkward all the time like there was a lot of dead space which you're not used to on these sitcoms and it just I don't think they adapted to the format and tried Mm -hmm. to make the format adapt to them and it, it just didn't quite work Mm-hmm. yeah i thought it was a novelty it's kind of fun um but it, i wouldn't say it was particularly successful i think it it was kind of fun to see the since the since the introduction yeah. is animated it was kind of fun to see that style brought out to you know a full 30 minutes and you know sort of pay tribute to rank and bass their animated specials that was kind of the the idea I think behind it of, uh, you know, your Rudolph's and your sort of animated Christmas specials. Mm -hmm. Um, but there is some dead space and I would say for the most part, the humor does not work. No. No. Uh, I think they should have just gone like pure whimsy because there's something about, uh, the, yeah, the humor is just not the best. Um, I think that comes back to what we talk about so often is that, what makes Fran special is her face, her her physical comedy is so strong that even if the written joke maybe isn't the best or isn't amazing, she sells it in a way that makes it like, okay, you know, even if you're mm-hmm. not busting out laughing, it's still enjoyable. So when mm-hmm. you take away her physical comedy, it really kind of shows like, oh, Okay, that you know, it kind of this maybe highlighted how important her physical brand of comedy was for mm-hmm. the show at large. Yeah, uh, I so they have Elvis the Elf, which is Daniel Davis. It was kind of fun to hear him do some different voices. I thought, mm-hmm. uh, and um, uh, Mr. Sheffield is Chris Kringle. And Santa can't deliver the toys because Cece the Abominable might cancel Christmas. And so Fran has to confront Cece the Abominable. And uh, so, yeah, then there's also, I did think maybe one of the fun, one of the jokes that was a little funny was Blintz's, the the, uh, Jewish Jewish, uh, reindeer. That kind of made me laugh. Um, and he said, who else are they going to work on Christmas Eve? <laughs> uh, Chester ends up leading the sleigh. Um, Chester eats all the cookies. 
and they're trying to teach Brighton a lesson to give to the homeless shelter and to not be so selfish. And uh, and she says at the end, of course, it was a dream. You ate all the chocolate and your pants still fit. <laughs> and there are two songs. They call me Elphis and Toys to the World that Daniel Davis and Fran Drescher sing. And he's uh, now says, I wonder if Mr. Belvedere started this way. <laughs> and yeah, so that's basically the short. It's a novelty interesting I concept have... just not quite executed well <laughs> enough to to make it I, worthwhile yeah i i i would rather watch it than um than the chatterbox tell you that personally yes um yeah. or some of those episodes yeah but... I, I i'll pick a risk over like a blatant <laughs> uh whatever that like yeah. pilot any day yeah yeah and it was cheerful and just trying to be trying to be fun um so i would i'd give it like a i'll give it a five also i'm sorry joanna i hated chester oh Oh, you hated chester i liked Chester. i I hated him i was like oh my gosh no our little chester what are you doing to my little chester Um, so what would you give it then, Larry? Um, I'll go 2.5. Ooh. Uh, Colleen. Colleen? I was going to say five because, yeah, I didn't totally hate it. I was like, huh? Like about, you know, about halfway through, I'm still like, what's going on? Like, this is weird. But I didn't hate it. And I thought that some of the animation, like, not was great, but I thought the they looked it was cute. Fun. I thought Fran looked really cute in what they put her mm-hmm. in. And, and yeah. I thought Maxwell was cute. I thought they captured him pretty well. It was cheerful. I mean, I've seen a lot of Rankin Bass specials that are a lot worse than this. <laughs> um, so <laughs> don't get the, them after <laughs> us now, Rachel. They already came after you alone for your your disdain. <laughs> yeah. For lowering oh, yeah. the rotten tomato scores. Yeah, so if people don't know that story, so I did in 2015, I reviewed all the Rankin Bass films on my blog and I really didn't enjoy them. They're pretty much on this level or worse. And uh, <laughs> and a lot of people have huge nostalgia for them, but especially watching one after another after another, they do not hold up well. And so I was writing about them and then I get added to Rotten Tomatoes and they added all of my reviews because I have so many over 1300 reviews right now currently on Rotten Tomatoes and and my friend messages me and I totally forgot because it'd been four years since I had written those those reviews on Rankin Bass and my friend's like so what do you you don't like Frosty the Snowman Because I had been a, a rotten review for Frosty the Snowman. Here I'm like Mrs. Christmas. <laughs> I don't know. It's pretty funny. <laughs> Honestly, I'm not a fan of Frosty the Snowman either. No. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, it was just, I mean, especially when you're reviewing as part of a group. Like, and uh, it was just really funny. <laughs> I probably would have just left that one off. But, uh. But there it was on my Rod Tomatoes oh. for all the world to see. <laughs> oh my! So that's what that joke's about. 
Um, all right. Well, there we go. Uh, so now we get to fashion show. And I have to say, this is one of my all-time faves. I wow. love this episode. I think it is so funny. Uh, and basically, so Fran uh, goes to a event with the Sheffield and she's photographed and declared as being bad fashion. And so to cheer her up, Mr. Sheffield has her design for his charity uh, event, whatever. And I, I love this movie because it, because of all of the personal dynamic. I mean, I love this episode because of all the personal dynamics. And I just think it's so funny. Uh, <laughs> like all parts of it. I think that Fran being upset because she's not, she's on the worst dress list is really funny. And I think her, and her cousin Toddy are pretty funny. All the stuff with her doing the costumes is funny. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know. I just, I love this one. I think it has so many. I seriously have probably 12 lines from Fran, the Fran and Niles that made me laugh. Uh, so I don't know. Overall, uh, Colleen, what do you think of this one? This is my favorite of the three. I don't yeah. love it as much as you do, but I do think it's a good one. Yeah, it's a good one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Larry, what do you think of it? Yeah, it's easily my favorite of this batch yeah. of episodes. And I think it's certainly, yeah, I think maybe I don't love it quite as much as Rachel, but I do think it's a, it's, it's a good one. There you go. I'm going to copy Colleen. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and so basically, I love at this beginning, so Brighton tells Mr. Sheffield how to talk to Fran. He's like, haven't you learned? She's been here for two years. <laughs> right. <laughs> the, uh, does this make me look fat? No. <laughs> that was a uh, quick change, though. Like, she yeah, got, she got changed and back out to the floor fast. <laughs> I know. So, yeah, she's. we'll talk more about fashion, but she starts out in a black dress and then to this leopard dress. She wants to change her, her, her purse. And he says, no, we gotta go, we gotta go. And so he, uh, she brings the mismatched purse. Like tricks her to, yeah. to go out there. Don't want to keep Alec and Kim waiting. <laughs> wow, well, they dated. I don't know how many years they've been divorced. <laughs> I, mean, I know. Oh my gosh, I forgot about that Mel Gibson joke in the animated special. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, when we just spoke of the celebrity, I was like, oh, yeah, that happy that Mel Gibson picture to melt the thing. I was like, oof, okay. I mean, he was all the rage at the time. Yeah, and as she she's there, and, and the they ask her, who designed what your, your dress and everything? And, and uh, she says, Mangala. My name is Mangala, designed by Ragu. <laughs> Yeah, I I read I wrote down that Mongula line too, just because the way she threw it out there was just so funny. <laughs> it was, and so I just love when uh, when she's like when Mister Shepard's like, see if you can solve this with money. <laughs> And uh, she, he's like putting the the magazine in his pants. She's like, you think that's gonna stop me? I did love CC taking the magazine and giving it to her. Yeah, right. Page sixty four. Yeah. And I love Fran. Who's everybody out? Not you. She finally gets to use Mister Sheffield's iconic line on him. 
It's going to be slow and painful. <laughs> I did love the gag about like how it took her a second too, but everybody bracing themselves. Like she's all excited walking out of the room. Yeah. And you're like, oh, oop. And she obviously comes back after the realization. I thought it was a cute moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. It's just Sheffield wants to hear all about your hysterectomy. <laughs> that made me laugh yeah (laughs) i just love their dynamic so funny and (laughs) how did you feel about the whole foot massage oh my goodness yeah yeah that was good yes uh playing footsie under the under the desk and then but niles coming in it was so funny I mean, I, I mean, really expected <laughs> him to like run out and grab Miss Babcock, like yeah, right. her to, to rub some lotion on. <laughs> Gosh, <laughs> oh, I love it so much, and I, but I love the uh, that when he comes up to her and he's like, "You know, you want to do it. Let's do it." Every time you look at me, you got one thing on your mind, and. <laughs> And she's like, I'm not dying your gray streak today. <laughs> that was yeah. a really good one. Um, I know, I, even her responses are like, I'd have to run to the drugstore. Oh, <laughs> like, you know. Yeah. So funny. And I love Niles. Cece says to me, I had a date. And she says, oh, so it was a big night of charity for all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I also love Niles says... <laughs> And, uh, I mean, Shepard says, get that piece of trash out of here. Niles, you heard the man, move it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it, uh, I did love when Maggie brought the magazine to, like, her, like, uh, yeah. so you made Fran really mad. Uh, would you <laughs> want to just come out and say it? Or he's like, oh, come on, Maggie, I've always told you to face your problems. <laughs> and then he, like, Mr. Sheffield's reaction. <laughs> When he sees the magazine, I thought it was really cute. Like, they're like, <gasps> really cute. Yeah, it's so good. And, uh, yeah, and that, uh, Brighton says, nobody, just me, nobody was looking at your purse, which is true. And, uh, and Mr. Sheffield kisses Cece. That was pretty funny. Oh, <laughs> She's like coming up with random stuff. Oh, uh, we still have to sign her set designer. <laughs> Cece, she gets a little after getting kissed. This especially, she gets a little backbone. She stands up to Mister Sheffield mm-hmm. and is like, "If you do this, I'm not going to be a part of it." And follows through. She's not. She yeah. doesn't work with him on the charity benefit, obviously, until it. Yeah, and her. then she takes the credit. Yeah. yeah says you're attracted to this woman for god knows what reason and it's clouding your professional judgment which is just like again it's such a big episode for the characters and you have you have niles basically saying so what are those feelings what is it you know and he gets so close he's like wait darn it woman (laughs) yeah that's like one of the iconic moments for me that i remember is him like getting so close and mr sheffield going to confess and miss niles just getting so frustrated (laughs) yeah it's so good i also love niles and he says (laughs) he says uh uh, you, should, you should hear what the man behind me said. And that now says, are you Dolph Lundgren? <laughs> yeah. um, <CC. laughs> 
<laughs> it was so funny. And so, yeah, they hire, hires Fran to do the costumes for this benefit. And you get the under the desk uh, playing footsie thing. And Mr. Sheffield tells Margaret that a flashy set just hides a flawed show, which is pretty good. I also love that he, that Maxwell gives uh, Fran a kiss on the cheek, which is so romantic, I think. Mm-hmm. I love so that. Cute. I'm a big fan of the cheek kiss. Uh, and he, at one point he's trying to light the fire alarm. <laughs> oh, that was funny. Yeah, stop it. And we find out uh, that uh, that uh, her cousin Toddy is Todd Oldham, uh, who we've talked a bunch about on the fashion. And she says, how do you think a nanny could dress like I do? And so we see Todd Oldham and... She ends up as a fashion do and Cece is a fashion don't. So it's pretty fun way to end the show. And of course, a lot of fashion in this one. She starts out with a black dress with a sweetheart neckline. Uh, I don't know the designer on that one. Um, but then she switches it out for a leopard a print dress with a halter top. Um, shiny. And this is from Cachet. And which one would you like better? Did you like the first look or the second look? I, um, I think the first one would have been better with that red purse. Uh, so mm, that's true. Uh, I didn't like. I didn't love that. Uh, I didn't love the second dress because I hate the halter and I didn't like the material. It was too shiny. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I do think it's good that they went with that really bold red purse, though, because you do mm-hmm. see it. Like, <laughs> it's right. so yeah. bold that it does catch your eye, this red purse. But, yeah. Yeah, I think I like the second dress better just because it's more memorable. I think the first dress is kind of. Mm, Tell you what's memorable is the next thing she wore. Uh, uh, the uh, the skirt suit with the faces on it. Yes, it was so weird. <laughs> it was so weird. weird. I was trying to look and see who the faces were. Oh. Is, is that our yeah. guy, our favorite, Rachel? No, it's by. Designer? No, this is a different one. It's by somebody named Vivian Tam. Was oh, her name? Vivian. Yeah, I just yeah. It was so weird. I had to. I did a double take, and I was like, "Yep, those are weird drawn like yeah. I don't Can know animated faces." Talk real quick about maggie's fashion because i cannot stand that ice skating outfit she was wearing in the beginning <laughs> it looked like an ice skating skirt all she needed was skates on and change the top out and make the top a leotard it was so ugly it was like a powder blue color I, you probably didn't pay attention like me i just yeah it like, no oh, that's a good way to describe it bad. a lot of maggie's fashion is not great um but yeah this was bad <laughs> who i did like though is i did actually really like cc's pretty basic black you know suit but with that uh-huh. bold diamond necklace i thought looked gorgeous i was like oh wow this is i like this a lot uh like i i tend to like misgate or uh, mixing the masculine with like a feminine type of thing and that's what that gave me i think but i mm-hmm. liked it yeah that was good. Uh, so then she's in a yellow sweatsuit, and this is from yes. Roots Sporting Grids. So oh, that's the sweat. Really, they really did the research. I know. <laughs> yeah, my goodness. Yeah, Roots. Was but I also I I, I want to say that was a Canadian brand that was out for a while. I don't know, but anyway. I love Fran when she's kind of bummed out and she's like, I know. 
<laughs> no. I think that's so funny. <laughs> and you're like, eh, eh. <laughs> Hi, Miss Babcock. <laughs> Uh, and then she's in a kind of colorful plaid suit uh, with velvet accents. And this was Emmanuel Ugaro is the name. I like the suit, but the bow was hideous. She had a big black bow on the top. It was awful, but I like the suit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She looks good in bright colors, so I liked it. And then her last look is a pink spaghetti strap dress with flower print. And a tool wrap, uh, and that is Toddledum. Like, could you imagine if they if the <laughs> was not in his fashion? Yeah, I'm surprised and, he wasn't in the whole the whole episode. He didn't design the. Yeah, whole he had very few yeah. um, lines too. Forget just how mm-hmm. little he speaks, even. Well, I think it's because they wanted it to be the big reveal. Well, no, that, even at the end, he says like a couple lines, and then he's kind of just like standing there. <laughs> Mm-hmm. yeah um with uh, a getting interviewed and stuff like that and he looks so tiny so... next to miss babcock mm-hmm. he does mm-hmm. how would you feel rachel if some random woman in a bright pink dress grabbed your purse and threw it at somebody else <laughs> I'd probably be pretty bewildered i'm like give me back my purse <laughs> i know give me my, my money what? I know. <laughs> it's a hundred well, especially five dollar we... uh snacks in the middle oh, I guess. Yeah. So again, I love I think this one is really funny and I love just sort of the the character growth too that you get in this one. Um so I'm gonna give this one a nine. I really like it. So what about you, Colleen? Um I would say eight. I'm debating eight or eight point five. Um I'm gonna go eight. I really okay. I did enjoy it. It's a good score. That's a good score. Uh, what about you, Larry? Where would you put it? Oh, well, we're on the same page on on this whole episode. I copied you at the beginning, and I'm going to copy you, you here at the end. I'm going eight as well. Very good. All right. Well, let us know what you think of these three. Do you have a special affection for the for the Christmas special? Have you ever uh, even I was- seen it? <laughs> Yeah, I was looking on IMDb. It had quite a few fans. So if you're a fan, let us know what you think. Uh, it's definitely unique. And uh, which one? You, what do you think of these other two episodes? Uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts in the comments section or on Twitter uh, at FrankCast14. Uh, and Larry, where can people find you? You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, as well as YouTube, all at LC Screen Talk. Great. And Colleen? I am on um, Instagram and Twitter at Lily44094. And our FranCast Instagram is FranCast1993. Great. And you can make sure you're all following the Homeworkies podcast. We have a lot of fun stuff that's going to be happening over there. We're getting ready. Speaking of Christmas, we're getting ready to do our previews and other stuff coming up soon. So make sure that you're following over at Homeworkies podcast as well. And uh, you can find me at Rachel's Reviews all over social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. If you want to read any more of my uh, my Rankin Bass reviews, check it out on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> and uh, thanks so much, everybody. And we'll talk to you all next week. Bye. Bye.